Hey guys, and welcome back to Three Trees and a Shrub. I'm Gomez. Um, with me, I have the other two trees, uh, Brennan and Darian Ramsey. What's up? Hello. And then, of course, we have our Shalom. <laughs> our favorite shrub. <laughs> our favorite shrub. I All wear right. the title with pride. Yeah, definitely. Oh yes. <laughs> uh, today we're going to be talking a lot about uh, positivity, and we're going to have a couple questions here and there. Um, we're going to try out a new segment, story time, and we'll just see where it goes from there. Uh, who wants to start with the first uh, round of questions? Uh, let me pull some up real quick. Got lots of uh, input from Facebook, as cool. per usual. Let's see, where are we? There we go. Okay. First question comes from Philip Smith. All right. What five movies, no matter what point they are in, will you put the TV remote down and watch if it, if it comes on TV? Oof. Empire Strikes Ooh. Back. Ooh, yes. Yeah. Pretty much anything Star Wars, really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, this is going to take Serenity. me a second. Hold yeah, it's going to take a second for you to realize, like, hmm, that's a good one. Yeah. Really got to think about dead. that one. Ooh, yes, Serenity. Absolutely. Serenity is a big one. Ooh, yeah. Uh, big Hero 6 for me. That's like one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, for nice. sure. That, that's a really good Oh, and, and uh, Chronicle, the movie about the kids who get like telekinesis from some sort of like alien thing. That's a pretty dope movie, yeah. Uh-huh. Always going to be one of my favorite movies. Let's see. Um, Any of the Harry Potter movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Although Goblet of Fire is like my number one favorite out of all of them. Definitely. Did you put your name? Definitely Hollows Part 1 or or Prisoner of Azkaban, you know? Okay. All right. I got my five. Cool. Okay. So National Treasure, just because... Come on, guys. National Treasure. All okay. right. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Gone in 60 seconds. Yeah. Because my mom got me into that movie, and it's just, it's there for me. Y'all don't hate on me, but I don't think I've ever seen it. You've never seen Gone in 60 seconds? I don't think so. We'll discuss this oh, later. My <laughs> um, Harry Potter, Goblet of Fire. You brought that up, and it was like, oh, yeah, that's definitely one. Yes. Finding Nemo. Okay. Because, Ooh. I don't know, something about it just gets me. Yeah. Uh... What was the fifth? Oh, West Side Story. Oh, Ooh, it yes. Come on a ton, but when it does, I'm about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love, <clears throat> love West Side. Actually, if we're here, um, okay, so you know what? I'm gonna swap out West Side. West Side's still like in my top ten, but uh, Wizard of Oz makes the top five. Yeah, that would be yeah. more often. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, uh, are we ready for the next one? Uh, let's go for it. Okay, Amy Hamilton. Uh, are there any new artists or songs that you've discovered during the whole shelter in place thing? Um, ooh. I gotta think about that one for a second. I might have to pull up like my Spotify playlist. Right? There's. Oh, actually, yeah, yeah. Okay, hold up, hold up. There was a song that I was trying to learn the other day. Because it was phenomenal. Um, hold up half a sec. For me, I don't think I've really uh, discovered new music, but I've discovered a couple of podcasts that I really like. Mm. Um, General Sam, he's a he's a YouTuber. He's got a he's got a podcast called Forehead Fables. Yeah, and it's the most wildly <laughs> inappropriate but entertaining thing. Like, <laughs> it shouldn't be as entertaining as it is. Definitely not for small children. This man is so <laughs> angry and so like rabid, and he talks like he's got some really good opinions on things like movies and video games and stuff. He did an interview with John McAfee. That was interesting. <laughs> but um, I've gotten really into his podcast. Okay, all right. I found I found the the artist. Okay, so 
JP Sachs. It's uh, S A X E. Okay. Yeah, he, uh, he did a song called "If the World Was Ending" with uh, Julia Michaels. Oh, I know that song. Yeah, it's a, it's a fire song. song. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I tried playing it on the piano. The timing's a little weird, like as a musician trying to play it. But the song as a whole, it just glows so nicely. Oh yeah, it's great. It's a great song. Um, so JP Sachs, uh, look him up. Anson Zebra did a cover of it, and it's actually really good. I think he fixed some of the issues that you were thinking, like the playing. Um, so oh, if perfect. You up, if you look up Anson Zebra and you look up his version, mm-hmm. it's really good. Perfect. Okay, I'll take a look. I'll take a look. Okay. Darian, what about you? Um... <clears throat> I don't know if I've really discovered anything new, although there is one song, I think it's called like fine with an exclamation point by Mel Blum. Uh, It's honestly, it it's not for everyone, but personally I really enjoy it because like the whole message is like, yeah, things may seem kind of rough right now, but eventually, you know, I think I'm going to be fine. Okay. Like, I'll, like I'll, that. I'll okay, be able to all of this, and it's just honestly great, and I love it. But besides that, I've just kind of started listening to some music that I used to listen to all the time. Like, I started getting back into Maroon Five. Yes. <laughs> and I've been having a lot Jane of album. Ooh, yes. Like one song in particular, I've been listening to "This Love," and oh, I'm doing my fire. best to. Doing my best to learn how to play that right now. Nice. It's coming along pretty well, up, too. If we're going to bring up artists that we've been listening to more of, um, honestly, uh, so Louis Capaldi, right? He's got that mm-hmm. song, yeah. uh, Someone That I Loved, or Someone That You Used to Love. Yeah. Now, that song's like his big, his big song. Yeah. But that whole album that he just put out is so phenomenal. Uh, most of his stuff's like really kind of like if you listen to it, it just sounds depressing. But he's got uh-huh. this one song called "One," and it's like the song, like just listening to it, it sounds depressing, but it is like the sweetest song I think I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. It's uh, him talking to the guy who broke up with the girl that he's with currently, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Thank you for breaking her heart and like letting me be the one that goes and fills that hole," you know? Yeah. It was. It's it's a really good song. I love that. Okay. And what was the name of it again? One by Louis Capaldi. Awesome. I have to look that up. Yeah. Um, I learned how to play it on piano in like a day. I was like, oh, you can bet this is going to be my next live show. (laughs) (laughs) Domez, what about you? Um, I think I started listening to more music like that I used to listen to. Um, I listen to a lot of Linkin Park now again. Um, One More Light is just an a, amazing song. Um, and then I started listening to uh, Red Jumpsuit Apparatus, which is another good band. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Face Down is a really good song by them. I slowed it down and it, it's got a lot of meaning to it. Um, might have a cover of that coming out soon. <laughs> If okay. you do that, send it to me because honestly, it goes too fast and I can't understand half of what they're talking about. Oh, yeah, definitely, bro. I got you. <laughs> yeah, if you slow the words down, you actually get to see the meaning of the song. You know? Yeah. All right. Uh, all right, all right. Next question. Yeah, okay. This one comes from uh, from my boy Duncan, Duncan Parks. Um, what do you listen to in the car versus what you listen to when you're chilling at home? Oh, that is a good question. <clears throat> Honestly, not going to lie, when I'm sitting at home, I tend to listen to more like uh, emotional songs that I feel comfortable crying yeah. to. <laughs> like, not, not even going to lie. Like, I'll listen to more Louis Capaldi. I'll listen to more like uh, that whole One Last Light um, album by Linkin Park. Yeah. Like, just I'll listen to that kind of stuff when I'm at home. When I'm in the yeah. car, I'll listen to more upbeat like uh, show tunes. I'll listen to more Hamilton. I'll listen to more uh, West Side Story before the last half when everybody's dead. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
before the rumble. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But uh, that's that's my that's my distinction there. Happy stuff outside of the house, uh, more sad stuff inside. Yeah, I think in the house I listen to everything, but um, I listen to a lot of classical music at home. Um, a classical. lot of a lot of Eric Sadie and Beethoven and Mozart and uh, actually it's mostly Eric Sadie. Um, <laughs> no, Brendan, I would not have pegged you for that, but that is very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, but my favorite, like the, the thing that like, wait, in the car, I listen to the most upbeat, crazy stuff I can find or <laughs> like... <clears throat> Stuff with like really, really kicking bass. Oh, yeah. I listen to a lot of Billie Eilish in the car. I listen to oh, a lot bro. of. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. Grandson is another one that I listen mm. to. The song Stigmata is one of my favorites. Um, I'll have to look that up. Oh, it's, it's a good one. It's a good one. Um, a lot of stuff like that. But also, yeah, that's where I get most of my show tunes in, where I get uh, <laughs> Hamilton, West Side Story, Newsies. Newsies. Yeah. Definitely. We spend a lot of time singing the Newsies in the car. <laughs> <laughs> okay, real quick. I know I know, we're right in the middle right in the middle of the question, but you brought up Billie Eilish. Has anybody listened to uh, No Time to Die yet? Yes. Yes. Oh, it is a phenomenal song. It's so good. I am so glad they picked her to play the last you know the last bond movie song with uh daniel craig it just yeah. fits so well into it you know well daniel craig his last his last bond movie deserves to have a killer opening song it Billie really Eilish does. Delivered. yeah she very much did definitely okay gomez all right um in the car i listen to a lot of um country music of course um, a lot, of, uh, <laughs> a lot of George Strait, a lot of Conway Twitty, George Jones, all the classics. And then if I'm at home and I'm just chilling, I'll play some Cape Town. Okay. I mean, I'll just Ooh, jam Town, out okay. to This Is Home, Pool, a lot of good songs. Or if I'm, you know, just trying to get a work, if I'm trying to get work done here. Um, I'll listen to like Lincoln Park or some uh, more, you know, rock bands and stuff. That's what I'll be up to. Okay. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I I, I feel that though at home listening to like Cave Town or uh, Dodie Clark. Yep. Ooh, Thomas Dodie, Sanders. Bro. Yes. Anthony Amron. Definitely. I, I didn't him. know I didn't know Anthony Amram until uh, I started, you know, with this group. Yeah, he is a very talented musician. Oh yeah, and he's gotten so much better. Mm. It's it's almost night and day between the first stuff he released and and the stuff he's putting out now. Oh and, really? Like and there's like it's all it's universally just very 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 good, but the production value has gone up. He's been able to put more into it instead of, you know, just having ukulele and him singing. Right. Or just him and a guitar. Now he's got, like, full band on a lot of stuff. Um, one of his best songs, actually, I think the first song Darian ever had me listen to that was his was the song 2004. Mm. And, you know, the original version of it is so simple. It's It's lovely. But there's a rocked out version of it that he did with Parrotfish that is just, it's crazy. And I love it. <laughs> what a band right, name. Darian. Parrotfish. Right? What you got, Darian? <laughs> Darian? Darian? Bueller. Is he even there? Is somebody eating yeah. right now? It's probably Darian. 
I have Jesus. I'm sorry. I've been working all day. I'm starving, guys. <laughs> Darian, you there? Okay. I hey, guess can you hear me now? Can can you can yeah, you, can yeah. you can there you, you, you are? Yeah, I don't know what happens. You, just, you disappeared, my boy. Well, I I could hear y'all perfectly, but I guess my microphone wasn't working. But I think I fixed it, so. <laughs> Darian, could you hear me eating the Cheez-Its? I could not, actually. Oh, I could hear you a little bit, but you know what? It's okay. <laughs> I hear everything. I hear everything. <laughs> All right. So I, uh, for a second, I forgot what the question was. Not going to lie. Um, but so I really only have two playlists that I listen to. And one of them is one that I created like over the span of about a year now it's just random songs that came on on spotify radios from playlists that i had that i would listen to before and it's just full of a nice big mix of stuff got stuff from dody cave town anthony amarim uh ricky montgomery is an amazing artist and i love listening to his music Oh yeah, I guess no. Never mind. I I knew I knew who he was before quarantine. Yeah, we knew him long before this. <laughs> yeah, but um, and then the other playlist is one that one of my friends of mine actually made for me. That has a little bit of overlap with my personal playlist. It's got some stuff that I haven't actually heard before, so that's nice, getting to listen to some new music. I honestly can't even remember the majority of the songs that are on there, but you got stuff from bands like uh, The Wallows, I think, and just a bunch of, like, cool alternative stuff, and it's just, it's nice. I listen to that music no matter where I am or what I'm doing. I listen to the same playlist to rock out and just, like, have a good time as... I do to fall asleep. <laughs> so. Also, he's stuck listening to whatever I want to listen to. In the yeah. Car, so. Yeah, I don't really have I a choice. <laughs> Most of the time, it's like show tunes or just other stuff that I actually have on my playlist. So. Show tunes <laughs> or Billie Eilish. <laughs> it all flows quite nicely. Yes. Okay. Next question. We've got several jokers in this. Uh, in this oh, little no. here. Uh, things like, when's the best time of year to trim the trees? Um, <laughs> my personal favorite, who's the shrub? We all know who the shrub is. Don't be playing right now. <laughs> Everybody um, else is above 5'5", five five and I'm 5'2", on a good day. <laughs> on a good day. Um, okay. Where is the best hamburger you've ever had? That's a hard question to answer. I don't know. Stop pressuring me. I really don't know. You know what? Hold up. Because this this requires me to do a little recon. Hold up. Go and keep talking. For me, it's a very, very easy answer. Best burger I've ever had was from a place called the Dirty Cajun. Yes! That doesn't exist anymore. The Dirty Unfortunately. Cajun? Was that the one and that it was makes me so Java? sad. Yeah. Yeah, it was right I underneath had Java, had their, the had gaming their, cafe that we I go had to. Their, like, crawfish yeah. Boil bowl that they had there. Yeah, well, the crawfish was fantastic, but they had Obviously. a burger. They had, had the surf and too. turf. And uh, this burger. The patty itself was massive, but it also had shrimp on it and bacon. Oof. Plus, you know, pickles and onions. And it had this Cajun sauce on it that was just so good. Like, best best burger I've ever had, hands down. <laughs> All that build-up, bro. Just heard, uh, just heard my dad in the other room saying, if we're talking about sandwiches, don't forget the porky melt. So there was this restaurant that we used to go to that also doesn't exist anymore. What was it called, Brendan? I have no idea. Hey, Dad, what was that restaurant called? I don't think he... He, he can't remember either. But um, <laughs> they had this amazing sandwich called the porky melt, and it was like... 
I I don't even know how to describe it. It had like a ton of different meats, barbecue sauce. It was the messiest thing in the world, but it was probably the best sandwich I've ever had. Big as your face. Like it, it was not a burger like that. I cannot remember where it's from. It was a huge patty. It had pulled pork and sweet barbecue sauce on it with some bacon. Oh my god. Mm. I put avocado on it too, just to add a little bit, you know. Ooh. And then I had these I'm really good seasoned fries, like better than right Wingstop fries. It sounds um, like a heart attack waiting oh, to happen. Oh, definitely. But you know what? <laughs> See, I was willing to take the risk. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, if that's all good, that's how I'm going to go at. <laughs> okay. Um, so I've had a few good burgers, but honestly, I can't level it down to like one place that was just like, oh my God, that's the best. Oh, you're right. See, that's why I come in here. There's this place over here in, uh, what is that? Uh, in Plano? Place over here in Plano called Rodeo Goat. And they, uh, they get a whole, like, a whole list of different burgers, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty extensive list. Yeah, everything that you can want stuffed into a burger. Okay. So, so, so I'm getting, I'm getting, uh, getting some commentary here. My mom said you can't eat them in the car. They found that out the hard way. <laughs> My dad said they are definitely not travel worthy. <laughs> you gotta sit down. He said you gotta be stationary when you're eating you sit them. Sit down and get a care. So uh, mine's gonna that's be rodeo going. That's the best kind of burger, though. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, so I think we have time for one more before we move on to. Um, to either story, story yeah until we move on to story time Perfect. um so i i really like this one uh this comes from jacob taffy who is uh one of our buddies from the cast of newsies over at artisan center theater um this question is what is one small thing in our world that people often overlook but holds a lot of beauty Ooh. That is a really good question, Jacob. Um, that that's gonna take me a minute. Yeah. Um, I think friendship. Straight up. Oh yeah. yeah? Gomez, you hit me I mean, hard with that one. People, you know, people have friends, but you know, friendship is, you know, it's like, uh, it's kind of hard to explain, but you know, it's a, it's a thing. Where you know you can trust someone that isn't in your family, but they are your family. You know what I mean? No, mm-hmm. I like that. Gary and y'all are like, y'all are basically my brothers. And I've explained this to Brendan. I, you heard me with I, that I, one too. That's okay. To before. <laughs> I have an older brother, but you know, I don't really know him or talk to him that much. So I feel like he's my older brother, you know, that I should have had. <laughs> yeah, he, y'all, y'all are really cool people. And I mean, it's a small thing that some people overlook, but, you know, you know, you don't realize they're there until you need them. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Uh, this is, this is going to sound real, real basic and real kind of, you know, on the nose for this question, but honestly, Sight is one of the things that I overlook, you know, every day. Um, I started watching this show, uh, what is it, AJ and the Queen on Netflix. It's mm-hmm. about this drag queen, this little girl that, like, you know, road trip throughout the throughout uh, the U.S. Right, and one of the one of the main staple characters is blind, and you know, I never really think about the fact that I could be blind. You know, I could not see all the great things in the world that are just there. You know, waiting for me to see them. The the flowers in the morning, you know, the the cars passing me by, all that stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just the small beauties in the world. I like that. I think for me, uh, being able to hear, you know, if I was deaf, I wouldn't really know what to do because music has been the dominating factor in my life um if i wasn't able to like hear the people i love talking to me hmm. if i wasn't able to hear music if i wasn't able to hear a baby crying like 
we take it for granted so much. And I've known, I've known several people that were either very, very hard of hearing or just completely deaf. And yeah, that it changes you. If you can't hear, it changes you. And I think we don't really appreciate being able to like hear your dog barking in the other room or hear a baby crying or, you know, hear your boyfriend or girlfriend tell you that they love you. Yeah. On, on that note, um, <clears throat> sorry, as you're saying things like certain things are popping in my head and I'm plugging all sorts of TV shows right now. Um, <laughs> What is it? Uh, <laughs> Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, right? So the show's mm-hmm. about this girl who she goes to get an MRI one day and uh, this one dude's like playlist uploads into her brain because of like a short circuit throughout everything and her whole life gets flips upside down because uh, she like hears everybody's most inner thoughts but through music. It is a phenomenal show. I recommend everybody watch it. But one episode in particular, um, one of the characters, their daughter's going to college and she's deaf. So uh, halfway through the episode, they do a version of Fight Song, but it's entirely done on uh, stringed instruments, and it's done in, uh, what is it, uh, ASL? Mm-hmm. Okay. Like they're signing the whole song. It is a beautifully choreographer, uh, choreographed, chore- choreographed, choreographed, there you go, yeah. thank you, jeez, brain a little <laughs> slow there for a second. But the whole thing is just, it's pulled together so well. And, you know, you knew she was deaf and they started playing the song. And I was like, oh, what are they going to do with this? And then she starts signing the song. And I'm like, whoa. And, like, this group gets together and they do this whole dance number. It is phenomenal. I would highly recommend uh, checking it out. Oh, for sure. Love that. Absolutely. Darian. Uh, Brent, uh, Darian, it's on you. I feel like I'm probably going to take this in like a completely different direction than y'all did. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, I was watching... Um, gosh, I can't remember what the movie was. Was it National uh, Treasure? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was... Man, I wish I could remember the name. It was like based off of a true story about this girl who had she was a surfer and she had her arm bitten off by a shark. Soul Surfer. Soul Surfer, yeah. There you go. No, I was watching that and it just made me realize that like just having arms just having a working body is just honestly something that I take for granted a lot. But I feel like I don't. I guess I'm kind of missing the point of this because it was like, no, 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 it's no, what it means to you. No, like being able to move, being able to express yourself through movement is a beautiful thing that people overlook. Like, yeah, like there is just it honestly just kind of brings me back to life in general. Like, because there are people who don't necessarily have the ability to move the way other people do, but they still make the most of their lives. And it's just incredible to me. And I think there's a lot of beauty in that. Like a lot of us take for granted the fact that we can move the way we do. And it's just beautiful to me that like, even though, there are people out there who can't do the things that other people can do. They still find ways to live and make themselves and other people happy. I like that. That's really good. Yeah. Okay. That brings us to the, uh, the story time segment, which I've been completely kept in the dark on. Yep. Yep. So Ooh. I don't know what's about right, to happen. So here. Here's what I want y'all to do. I want y'all to tell a story, um, a story that impacted your life in a positive way. Something that happened that you feel like you took something out of and felt better 
when you did that thing. Oh, Oof. okay. Uh, that would have been nice to prepare for. I, yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, you said story um, time. I tell my story. Y'all can think of y'all's um, if y'all would like. All right. Yeah. And personally, I just want to point this out real quick before you start. I like the fact that we had no idea what exactly we were going to be talking about because it's going to be a lot <laughs> yeah, more raw this I, way. Like, yeah. we're going to have to... Th- yeah. I think Gomez blindsiding us with a story time topic every week is a yep. good idea. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. And, you know, we can always shift that around a little bit. Like, it doesn't have to be Gomez every time. If someone has an idea, be yeah. like, hey, I've got an idea. Yeah. Hope you're ready for it. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll go ahead and start my story while y'all start thinking of it. Okay. Um, yeah, go ahead. So the story takes place. Uh, it's my sophomore year in high school. And I was going to church on a regular basis every Wednesday. Um, I would go from like 7 to 9. Um, they told me about this thing that they started doing um, where they do soup kitchens. And I thought, you know, that could be cool. So I asked my mom and I got the fruit. And so we we went out to the church and I went into the kitchen with everyone else. We prepared the food, you know, helped him cook and everything. We got, you know, we brought board games and we brought, you know, little things here and there for everyone at the shelter. Uh, we loaded up in the bun. Mm-hmm. Um, I held the food on my lap. It was a huge pot. We made gumbo. It was so good. <laughs> and, you know, usually after we do a service like that, we would go to like Twisted Root or something down the street. But this time was different. We had a different idea. We get there. We serve everyone. We're, we're, we're telling everyone, you know, you know, God bless you and so we have an idea. We have a lot of extra food that nobody was using. So we decide to serve ourselves and we go and sit down with a group of people. Like we each pick a different group, of, you know, a table and we go eat with them and we just sit and talk to them. We listen to their stories. And I sat down with an old veteran and he was very very kind he was such a cool guy he was when he was deployed he just got you know he got screwed over you know by our system and he found himself homeless and he made Mm -hmm. his way like from florida all the way to here downtown dallas and he was just telling me all these stories of when he was in war and how he made so many friends and he wished he could go and talk to them again. And it was so cool hearing his story. It was, it was really nice. We played bingo. Everyone together played bingo. And we handed out prizes. and You know, you, we met a lot of cool people. And I think at that point it made me realize that uh, you know I was just a kid in high school I, I didn't you know I have a house I have everything I need they don't have everything they need and that kind of you know I was like you know I want to be able to help people in a certain way um, which was kind of a small inspiration for the lost and found like, it was a subtle inspiration, but it was there. And, you know, I realized that I don't, I shouldn't take everything for granted that I have. And, you know, when you see these people, you, you just, you, you wonder, like, what if that was me? So, that day, we got back and we did our little group, you know, prayer before we all went home. And the pastor, I walked up to him. I told him that was a really fun experience. You know, I want to do that more often. We need to make sure that, you know, the youth group goes 
they they do that because that has a really good impact on people and so that's that was my story and yeah i mean that's pretty much all there is to it all right okay. that's awesome man that's that makes really me great. want to start doing stuff like that honestly really we used to yeah okay. I know. so i thought mine up okay so um Back in high school, I was, again, part of church, full yeah. circle. Um, I was in church, and, uh, you know, they did vacation Bible school uh, every day. And for those who don't know, it's, uh, like, a week-long thing where you get kids. They come in from, like, 5 o'clock to, like, 9 o'clock, and we kind of take care of them and run through Bible study, play some games with them, do, like, a big, uh, big kind of, like, show for them expressing Bible stories and all that stuff. Um, and I was still kind of, I mean, as a kid or not as a kid, but as a, as a young adult, I was still kind of like, uh, I was eccentric and I always had the want to like, you know, be on stage be part of that, the big show and all that stuff. But, uh, Mm -hmm. I was never confident enough to do it. And one year, uh, the, the head pastor came up and asked, she was like, hey, do you want to get up and be be the main character this year? And I was like, I don't know. I don't think I'd be ready for that. And uh, one of the older members of our church came up to me and she was like, hey, um, I really think you'd be great for it. Uh, I've read some of the script. I've read some of the stuff. And looking at the way that you act when you're with the kids, I really think you'd be able to, to you know, portray this character well with the kids. And I was like, okay, you know what? I'll give it a shot. And so I did it. And the character was this real, like, out there, kind of over, over-eccentric character, you know, falling over stuff, you know, doing the, the knuckle, you know, the fist bump and then exploding and that kind of stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did that for a couple of days, and I was like, you know what, I don't know if I'm even connecting with the kids or anything like that, because I'm not, you know, doing any of the games, I'm not having face-to-faces with the kids, which is the kind of stuff that I was used to. Um, I was used to, you know, being there with the kids and talking to them and doing all that. But... Um, so the, the the third night, we do four nights, and the third night, I was getting ready to go up on stage, and these two these two little girls, uh, they came up to me, and uh, they were like, Ian. Uh, Ian was the name of the character that I was playing on stage. Like, Ian, we don't go to this church very often, but um, we were hoping that you'd be able to wear these socks. And they handed me these socks. One was like, a, it, the, the sock had a pattern of a unicorn on it, and then the they had like this trim on the back of the sock that was like the the unicorn's mane, right? Mm-hmm. And the other one was like this tie-dye sock. It was it was cute as all get out, right? And uh, I was like, yeah, definitely, I'll wear them. You know, um, it'll help me with my science uh, experiment that I'm doing later, which is something that we were doing in the show. And so I took my shoes off and I put the socks on, and then I looked down, and both these little girls are wearing the same huh. socks that they asked me to wear. And so I put them on, and I run up there, and I, you know, I do the whole show, and uh, I tripped and fell off stage. And the two little girls ran up and helped me up when I fell because it wasn't scripted that I was supposed to fall over. Um, but they came over and they picked me up and they were like, you know, we, we got to help Ian, you know, do better in his, his experiment. You know, it was at that point that I realized, you know, no matter what you're doing, if it's, if it's big, if it's a big thing or if it's a small thing, you're making an impression for somebody. You know, you're, you're helping somebody through something. Um. It's, it's, it's great. It's great. Kids, I love kids. Kids are honestly the easiest ones to make that impression on. But honestly, every little move that you make is making an impression on somebody. And I think it's great, especially with the group that we're part of and all of that. I, I really think it's, it's a great message yeah, to, to carry forward, you know? Yeah, absolutely. All right, who's next? Oh, yeah, that- definitely. That was awesome, man. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right, Darian. <laughs> oh, man, why me. you got to make me go? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, why you got to call me out like that? Oh, okay. All right. So, 
I don't remember if I talked a little bit about this last time, but this, again, I'm kind of taking this in a little bit of a different direction. So, sometime around a year ago now, um, my, uh, my girlfriend and I broke up. And it was, I'm not going to mention any names, but like, it was, it was an abusive relationship. It wasn't healthy at all. I ended up in um, the hospital on multiple occasions because of the trauma that it caused me, like the entire relationship as a whole. And with my uh, depression and anxiety, the way they already were, everything just mixed and created this horrible situation that honestly, at the time, I wasn't sure if I would be able to make it out of it. No, I know that's really heavy, but just stick with me here for a second. So <laughs> my first time going inpatient, I definitely did not want to go. Every single part of me was screaming, no, I don't want to do this. But in that moment, I decided, you know what? Hopefully this will end up being the best thing for me. I might as well give this a shot, see if maybe this will help. Probably the best decision I've ever made in my life. And I know that probably sounds pretty weird going into a mental hospital. But I got there and, of course, I was incredibly anxious. It was really, really difficult for me in the very beginning because I had no idea what was going to happen there, what things were going to be like if people were going to judge me or anything like that. I was just horrified about the entire experience. But while I was there, I started to connect with the staff and the other patients and sitting there listening to everyone's stories, it made me think, you know, I feel like this is, I, I really wish I had a way to help these people. And I really wish I had a way to help myself. So as I continue listening to these people's stories, I, started going to the staff and asking them what I could do myself to make things better for other people. And they suggested going into the mental health industry, maybe working in a hospital like that. Or I mentioned the September project, which was the original name for the lost and found initiative. And they suggested that once I made myself a little bit better, I should get that started up so that I could use that as a way to help myself and help other people. And over time, I, like, I gradually became better with every trip that I took to these hospitals. Like it wasn't a one-time thing. I had gone several times and now I've been out for several months, but making that first decision to go to these hospitals and do my best to make myself better so that I could also focus on helping other people with the same sort of stuff that I'm going through. Definitely the best decision that I have ever made as rough as it was. I don't know if that really goes with what the story time prompt was really aiming for, but I, that's good, man. That's just how I feel. You took something away worked. from it. Yeah, yeah. it worked. Um, Brendan, I'm going to give you another second here to think about it. Darian, why was it originally called the September Project? I don't think I've ever asked. Was it because the, we the big show was going to be in September? We or was it just wasn't um, something else? September show, like, like, until we were, like, just starting, like, the new rebranding and everything. We, didn't, we still didn't even know. Right. Yeah. The, so why, why was it called the September Project? The original reason it was called the September Project is because I believe September is yes. Suicide Awareness Month. Yes. Okay. 
that's that's actually that's really cool. Yeah, so I, I, I never I never thought about that. Yeah. Oh, uh, speaking of that, uh, today is what's today? Today is May first. I believe May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Hey, okay. sounds right. Yes, uh, yes, yes, it is. So, I'm gonna forego uh, story time this uh, this episode just because um, that. That uh, Darian's story was a perfect segue into uh, something else that we need to go into um, into our mental health centric segment that is as of yet unnamed. Um, so here lately, because of the quarantine and everything, people have been struggling more. Um, unfortunately, suicide rates have gone up in several states. Um, depression and just cabin fever. Just Mental health is taking a sharp decline because of job losses and money problems and not being able to leave the house for days at a time. Um, Can't confirm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But luckily... Um, there's a lot going on to try and counteract that. So NAMI, which is the National Alliance for Mental Illness, um, specifically NAMI North Texas, is doing a lot of videos. And um, I, don't, I don't think it's, it quite qualifies as a uh, podcast, but something like that. Um, every Monday, I believe where they're talking about mental health and they're giving uh, giving solutions, giving uh, ways for people to keep themselves from going off the edge in this difficult time. And, um, you know, a lot of people don't know. A lot of people don't know to look at Nami's website. They don't know to uh, look for help from other people. So it's important for people to understand that there are resources out there and you might not know about them right off, but if you look for just a second, I promise you'll find something. Um, Go to Nami's website and you will find all kinds of stuff, all kinds of material for, um, for bettering your own mental health. They're doing online classes and online uh, support groups. Um, they're, they're doing everything they can to help the public, to help better the mental health situation. Um, and that's part of what we're trying to do here. That's what this podcast is for. It's to entertain people and get the word out and give somebody something to focus on every week. Something that just kind of takes them away from their issues for a little bit so they can just relax. Yeah. Listen to us be stupid. <laughs> um, but please go to the NAMI website. Go to uh, It's N-A-M-I, NAMI. Go to their website. Look at some of their material. Watch some of those videos. Watch, um, watch their little... Uh, there are little lessons. Um, look at doing an online support group. Um, you won't regret it. They're incredible people, and we've been working very closely with them since all of this started, since, uh, since the Lost and Found Initiative started. So please, I urge you, if you are listening to this and you need help, go to them. Come to us. You know, you go to the lost and found com. We have resources. Go to lost.found.initiative on Instagram. I think we're on Twitter now as well. I don't remember. I think it's the same <laughs> thing on Twitter. Yeah, I think I think so. But we're everywhere. Um just find something. Find something to keep you distracted. Be it a movie, a new TV show music Hopefully. a new podcast <laughs> maybe this one um <laughs> just 
You know, um, find I'm, find something to focus your energy on. I'm gonna I'm gonna be real uh, on the podcast. Um, as of late, uh, as of late, um, I've been having some issues of my own. You know, with all this, I I've been you know I'm I'm 23 now, and I've been working yeah. since I was 15, 16. And this is the first time that I've been without a job for longer than a week. Um, and so this is this is definitely hitting uh, my my depression spot uh, a little bit more than I'm used to. Um, and being in a group like this, where you know you have people who can honestly just you can just turn and talk to them about anything. It's it's a phenomenal thing. Uh, I know. Personally, when I was at my worst, I didn't really want to talk to anybody about it. I thought um, it was just kind of, you know, weird to talk to people about my problems. But it just got worse at that point. So having people around you, family, uh, you know, this group, NAMI, anybody who you can just go to and talk to and be like, hey, I am struggling right now. It is a phenomenal thing to do because it's it's you just getting out there and being like hey I, I know I've got this problem and I want to I want to try and you know get right you know get right with everything in my head uh personally yeah, mentally man. everything you know When, yeah, when you don't have yeah, like when I was system, it's hard school, to get better. I, it very much before is. The, before any of the lost and found had really started to start, um, I always had the same mental, you know, telling me, like, you're a dude. You shouldn't have feelings like that. You don't need to talk about them. I mean, you're supposed to be strong, right? You know, you're a guy. You're, you know, you don't really have like feelings like that so, that mental you know image in my head that you know I don't need to listen to my feelings because you know I'm a guy but I later found out that that's not that's not at all true guys I believe are like the most you know vulnerable to this kind of stuff because of that we're supposed to be strong but you know if you're if you're if you're the one being strong, then who's you know who's helping you you know stay that way? Who's you know keeping you up and like making sure that you're not going to fall or anything? You know. And when I got into Lost and Found, I finally you know was like, "There's other people like me." There's people who, you know, go through the same kind of things as I do. And I didn't realize that until we started. I think a lot of kids my age feel that same way that I used to feel. And, you know, doing this and showing them that people are age, like we have kind of like a, a wide range of, you know, people in our group. We have, you know, young people, um, shout out to Rose. Uh, and then we have Justin and Eve, our parents, <laughs> who are really involved in, you know, into this kind of stuff. I mean, they've Justin and Eve have helped us, you know, a lot on this journey. They're really good people, um, you know, from music to helping us organize all of our files. Uh, you know, it's it's really cool to see all these people coming together from different age groups because you don't you, you couldn't see that back then. You you didn't see that. Um you know, and I know we're kind of targeted towards more younger group, but that doesn't mean we're not, you know, looking at the older groups because I think we we focus on everyone. We're not focused on a certain group. Um we are, but we're not. Uh, we want to be able to help. Well, we are, but we're not. We know. Yeah. We know it, that mental think... illness affects everybody. <laughs> yes. The, the, the yeah. issue is 
kids, teenagers specifically, are the ones that fall through the cracks because there's no real um, there are no real systems set up for them between you know weekly therapy to a uh, a partial hospitalization to going yeah. to uh, somewhere like the C Center or UBH to going full residential where you're there for three months and then they decide whether or not you're okay. And if you're not, then you're there even longer. Like adults have so many different systems, so many different uh, programs that are set up for them. So many different avenues they can go down, you know? Exactly. And like, that's, that's something that, yes, we are going to help you find the avenue to go down. Um, we can direct you to NAMI. We can direct you to uh, to several different things. Um, kids, no. on the other hand, there's just not much. There's almost nothing. So when we have a game night, when we have um, when we have like our, our little family events, when we have our concerts, we want everybody there. Absolutely. We want you to bring your families, and we will we will help anybody that needs help. But these game nights, these kids probably don't know what it's like to be around a bunch of people their age that are going through the same thing that they are, or something even remotely similar. Yeah. And when they get to do that, when they get to sit down with these kids and other people that are like fairly older, you call I'm an old man. I'm 23. Okay, chill. Don't say oh. old man. I'm 23 too. <laughs> I have the body of an old man. My knees, my back, my hands, my neck. Yeah, I've been I've been doing construction oh. for the last week. I also have all those aches. Let's chill. I'm still yeah. a teenager. We're old men, Jake. We're old I'm men. Don't don't loop me now. in. Don't loop me in. <laughs> We are old men, but um, you know these kids they they need they need somewhere to go that yeah that they're gonna be with their people, and that's okay, that's guys, the main we're thing right we're trying to one minute mark. Um, if y'all have any suggestions like we did last time, if y'all want to recommend any music, um, go ahead. Oh, definitely. Uh, so I would like to recommend, um, as as I was talking about earlier, Louis Capaldi, phenomenal artist. Uh, his song "One" uh, has a personal place in my heart. Uh, my 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 current girlfriend, uh, she she had she had some rocky relationships coming into ours, um, and I really feel like I've got a personal connection with that song. You know. Um, I, I just I feel like she's been bruised emotionally leading up to this point and I'm I'm here yeah. to help her build back up, you know? And I, I love the fact that I mean I hate the fact that she's had to go through all that, but I love the fact that I was here to help her get back to the point that she's feeling yeah, you know, whole again. Yeah. So one by yeah. Lewis Capaldi is my uh, recommendation for the week. We love you, Jerry. Also, shout out, we love you, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I'm gonna go ahead and Jerry's recommend "One More Light" by Linkin Park. If you haven't heard it, the song talks about you know who cares if one more light goes out, and he he like I do, like I care, and it kind of speaks to the group. I feel I, I feel like because you know you have all these people that are like. You know, who cares? And, you know, we're the ones that care, you know? It's a really good song. It's it's a change of pace to their normal music. It's a lot slower. It's a lot, you know, more like a, a ballad. But it still has, you know, that impact. And he was such a great artist. And, you know, to see what happened. Because, you know, fame does that to people, you know? You... You feel alone. You don't feel like anyone's there to talk to you, to talk to you. And I think that that song has a really good message. And he put a lot of heart into that song. Uh, two things. One, 
Uh, sh- shout out, uh, me and Gomez are putting together a cover of that song. We'll post it someplace as soon as we have it up and going. To uh, Chester Bennington, lead singer of uh, Lincoln Park, is who sang that song. Just stating that because I know a handful of people who yeah. they know the band, they don't know the artist, and I I yeah. just feel like it's very uh, vital for people to know. Yeah. Hey, Give this person was the one who did the work for this. Put their name out there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Anyway, Darian, Darian, which one you got? Darian. Brandon, why don't you go ahead? Okay. Um, I'm going to go oh, yeah. more along the uh, the fun and ridiculous route. <laughs> you got two pretty pretty serious things. Um, How did I know you were the going Beetlejuice to say that? musical? I was like, yes. <laughs> I'm sitting here looking at that. my Beetlejuice pop figure. Oof. And. Beetlejuice the musical is incredible. It is so funny. The music is fantastic. Alex Brightman, the guy that plays Beetlejuice, he's a character. Is uh, he has energy far surpassing anything I am capable of, um, and he perfectly embodies the character. If you've seen the original movie, you know the character Beetlejuice is very. Um, Energetic, theatrical. Risque. <laughs> yes. Energetic, oh, yeah. theatrical, risque, little inappropriate. Um, he embodies all that. It, the musical is very much the musical is very much like the movie, but without the. Uh, honestly, I think it was rated PG when it came I out. Think so, so without without that PG rating, um, it's it's a lot of fun a lot of fun and if you are a musical theater person then i think you'll love it you know not gonna lie um when i heard beetlejuice and the musical put together i was like oh no please just let beetlejuice be beetlejuice and then oh, yeah. i listened to the soundtrack and it was phenomenal <laughs> like it, right? it, it, i held up on a little while listening to it because i was afraid of that and then i listened to it and All i right, loved buddy, it Darian. Like the second Alex Brightman pops up on stage at the end of the first act with you know Dale going, he pops up and he he says it's showtime. And you're like, oh my god! You're like, oh no! Okay, all right. Well, I'm here for the ride. Might as well carry on. <laughs> right. Yeah. Fair warning. Yeah, fair warning. If you're going to listen to that oh, soundtrack, god. don't listen to it near children, please. It is not exactly appropriate. All right, dearie, what, what you Oh got, yeah, buddy? definitely. It's a great soundtrack, but not, definitely not for kids. Honestly, most Broadway is not like entirely family That's friendly a fair at point. this point. Yeah, fair enough. All right, Darian. Cool. Okay, I was just looking at my Spotify playlist, and. There's a song by Anthony Amarim called All My Favorite Bands Use Long Song Titles, so I will too. It is very upbeat and energetic. Sort of like talking about Anthony's personality and like different parts of who he is. Talking about how like he it it just kind of describes who he is and then he talks about how he wishes he had someone that he could really open up to and yeah. show every part of himself to and it's just it's fun to yeah, listen to it'll get you going a lot of his older music is like that that's that's a, that's a good one yeah real quick i'll say the name one more time all my favorite bands use long song titles so i will too I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. It's a darn good one. I'm gonna say this. When you said that, the only thing that popped into my head was uh when AJR uh put in their song that people want uh the band name on t shirts and they put I love that. the <laughs> band name literally on t shirts. I love it that. It was so great, right? 
Okay. Anyway. Right, that, that Do y'all think that's going to wrap up this episode or what? <laughs> Shout out to AJR, by the way. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was a good episode. All right. So this was, yeah. So this was a more serious episode. Um, we got a little deeper yeah. than uh, than the first one. <laughs> than we did last time. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think next week will probably be a little more lighthearted. But um, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch y'all next week. Stay happy.